Hello and welcome to another episode of Give Us This Day Our Daily Lou. Well, I'll read a piece out of the Bhagavad Gita and talk about it. Hope you're all having a lovely Friday. It's absolutely beautiful where I'm at. Hope it's beautiful where you're at. Enjoy. Enjoy it. You know what I mean? It's Friday. Go have fun. Whatever it is you do, just enjoy it. Honestly, at this point, just fucking enjoy yourself. No matter what it is. Um, chapter 5. Renounce and rejoice. Or what was this other thing calling it? Hold on a second. Give me a second, Charlie. Chapter 5. Renounce and rejoice. Or, or chapter 5. Karma Yoga, Action in Krishna Consciousness. Huh. I like the, the way, because that sounds better than renounce and rejoice. Because the way that sounds, like if you renounce all and you rejoice, but Karma Yoga, Action in Krishna Consciousness is really what this chapter is. So chapter five, Karma in Yoga, Action in Krishna Consciousness. This is beginning shlokas. So Arjuna asks, and then Krishna answers as per usual. So here's Arjuna. Oh, Krishna, you have recommended both the path of selfless action and sannyasa, the path of renunciation of action. Tell me definitely which is better. Because Krishna told him about both, selfless action and sannyasa, which is renouncing all action. So you're the meditator in the cave type of ordeal or the monk in the monastery ordeal. I believe monk in the monastery. It might even be less of the, but I think that's it. So that's the, that style, not going through the world of things, you know, through the societal ways and all that, navigating through to make the change instead of let it make you nuts. And now is Krishna responding. Both renunciation of action and the selfless performance of action lead to the supreme goal, but the path of action is better than renunciation. So let me continue some shlokas, not just leave it there. Those who have attained perfect renunciation are free from any sense of duality. They are unaffected by likes and dislikes, Arjuna, and are free from the bondage of self-will. The immature think that knowledge and action are different, but the wise see them as the same. The person who is established in one path will attain the rewards of both. The goal of knowledge and the goal of service are the same. Those who fail to see this are blind so i'll stop there and i'll repeat it so arjuna asks which which path is better selfless action or renunciation of action krishna goes both renunciation of action and the selfless performance of action lead to the supreme goal but the path of action is better than renunciation i mean that's the look is pretty self-explanatory saying they both lead to the supreme goal but the path of action is better than renunciation which is pretty weird because even him using such a term is better. That's differentiation of, you know, objects. Whatever. So those who have attained perfect renunciation are free from any sense of duality. They are unaffected by likes and dislikes, Arjuna, and are free from the bondage of self-will. The immature think that knowledge and action are different. But the wise see them as the same. 
The person who is established in one path will attain the rewards of both. The goal of knowledge and the goal of service are the same. Those who fail to see this are blind. The reason I think what they're saying here about the reason action is better than renunciation and the goal of knowledge and the goal of service are the same, those who fail to see this are blind, is because if they are the same goal, then this one through service will actually impact, have more impact through the rest of the world or creation, if you will, or or the more of a connection to the source within others, which is then the true source, not just the source within yourself. Because the self, just the single singular I self is divisive from others, different from others. And if you're just in the cave thing or the monastery, just those around you, you know, what if you're in the monastery for 30 years, you go to LA and, and you don't like the Kardashians and it make you fucking nuts, then what was, what was that all that work? So if you understand that having the knowledge, but then utilizing it with the action, that to me is what would be better if you're going to use those terms, because you're going to have create more waves. You know, if you can get to that place of equal, close to that place or in that place of equanimity, while you are in the world and not of the world, you can affect others in a more, if you're going to use the term, positive way to maybe then they'll have a more positive action towards their others. For instance, let's say you're driving home and you're at a place of equanimity, but the guy that just cuts you off isn't and he cuts you off and you both go nuts if you're not even equanimity you're gonna go you, you do your thing you go nuts you fucking curse and you bah, 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 bah. now both of you might go home to families and you're bringing that shit to them now let's say one of you at least equanimity you chill maybe that diffuses the guy because he's just not even thinking about cutting you off he's just dry trying to get the fuck home right and he's just speeding up. He's just in his own selfish zone. So he's not thinking about anyone else. So he just cuts off. He does his thing. And that's it. But he still has the intention because he wants to go see his family. But now, if you're not equanimity, and he's not, and you're both in that selfish realm of like, oh, you just did that to me. And then some type of hateful action ensues. You might bring that home to your families. And if you don't bring it home to your families, you hold it within yourself. At the end of the day, regardless, you know, your body experiences that and then you have it and then you, you, you basically solidify that reaction within your brain. So this is no good for anybody. That's what I'm trying to say here. So that's what I would say, because if you're able to be in those states of the not Samadhi, that you're not a guru. If you are, I don't know what you listen to me for, but, um, you know, to be able to be more in an equanimity state or at least a more aware state in the sense of you're not you can watch the reaction occur within you but you don't become it maybe the feeling arises but the mouth shuts the fuck up just don't say anything if you can't talk at the point because the rage or the whatever excitement is filling up and you just don't talk just let it diffuse that way let them do their thing and say a mantra or you know breathe any of those things and that is closer to being you know in action of the world because again you know if you all an action all an action wants is a reaction for the most part if it's has attachment to it 
And if someone's going to be reactive to you and you react to them, that's just, you know, that's energy versus energy keeps feeding into them opposites, you know, the opposite for shit. If you want their negative shit to dissolve instead of spew more negative shit towards them or telling them how they should live, let it just come at you and turn the other cheek like homeboy said. Let it be. Ah, I'm chilling. You know what I mean? Like homeboy, like they used to say back in the day, um, what was all shit? Rubber and glue. Oh, no, that's not a good metaphor because it says to me, bounce off a sticks to you. Oh, facts. I'm rubber, you're glue. No, but you don't want to be rubber. You want to be the glue. No, not the glue. You want to be the mirror. Because you're just there. You're taking in the image that he's portraying and you're letting him see himself. You're not bouncing shit back and you're not holding on to his shit. You're being the mirror. Excellent. Good job, guys. So that's why you want to do that. In my opinion, that's the same way it, it works. So now I'm going to show you a little uh, ideas from another different religion. If you want to call it a religion. Ways of being. That was brought about from a different way. So this, Because this is the Bhagavad. This is more Hinduism, India style, right? Now we're going to bring into a little uh, Buddha ways. The Bodhisattvas, if you will. This is from homeboy Fak Chak. Rinpoche, okay? He's a Jeezy, for sure. Buddha teachings, the ways of the Bodhisattva. So this is something he says in his book. You should not be so, you should not be too self-focused. This diminishes happiness. It's one of our fundamental issues. It prevents us from taking delight in the success of others and sucks away our joy. You see? That's very Gita-ish. When they speak of not being in the self, you know, the selfish will, like he just said, you know, where everything's about you and you, you see other people happy. It's like, oh, fuck them. You know what I mean? Like I, I've lived that life before, like seeing people happy, like, oh, motherfuckers. Part of me still has that shit. Not in so much, like back in the used to be relationships. Now it's more success. And by success, it's more recognition. Yeah. I think it's recognition is something that I should work with, with, with um, seeing when other people's get it, I get jealous. I think that's what it is. It's not success. Cause I'm, I don't, success isn't something so heavy on my conscious that I give a fuck about or unconscious, like what it is. It's more recognition because I don't even know what success means. To me, I guess in my world, recognition is success because that says you, it's, <laughs> on, here we go. It's an external means to provide internal validation by others letting you know, yeah, you're right, you're on your right path, you're doing it. That's really what it is. We all have it. But that, I think, is what I have with getting hateful or hating on others. Usually on the socials that are getting recognition, I buck back. But that's because it's selfish will. But if you're, and it doesn't bring happiness, I'll tell you that much. You know, but you should not be too self-focused. This diminishes happiness. It's one of our fundamental issues. It prevents us from taking the light and success of others, successes of others, and sucks away our joy. So right here, even what Buddha, this is what he's in his book. The Buddha said that in order to practice rejoicing, we have to see all sentient beings as our loved ones. It is simple and intuitive. That's like seeing the self and all. If I could, if I know we're all from the same, how could we hate each other? How could I hate you? If I know I am you, of all the wild horrors that can run through my fucking mind, the fucked up life that I've gone through in certain ways, and things I think about, and the things that my brain brings me capability to think about, 
how can I how can I really hate on anyone else if I'm capable? Don't that's why my biggest issue is people that have like uh, feelings. <laughs> that's what I have to work on. Oh myself. Oh, that's me. Oh, another Ikita part. Okay. So here's another part from um, the Bodhisattvas. To dedicate your merit to the awakening of all beings is the ultimate act of rejoicing. When you think, and this is, may you think, when you think, quote, may all of this action lead to the temporary and ultimate benefit of everyone, unquote, you are actually rejoicing in the happiness of infinite beings. To adopt such a mindset is to create the condition for the arising of qualities of in you and in others. So that's very Gita-ish. Selfless service right there. When you think, quote, may all of this action lead to the temporary and ultimate benefit of everyone, unquote. What's the point of selfless service? Exactly that. To get out of your own way for the benefit of others. You like When you're creating something in life, whether it's a business or whatever, if your intent is to actually serve others, you're not going to be thinking about your own bullshit. Like, I'm tired. and You're going to be doing it for the others. That's a beautiful thing. Is there anything else? Uh, this is more godly-like, but the final genuine equanimity is to be free from both concepts of equal and unequal. Such freedom brings supreme flexibility. When this happens, we have no clinging to ideas. We have no judgment. We can't even cling to the view. In other words, we cannot obsess. Still, we are lucidly awake. The essence of equanimity is to be incapable of clinging to anything. In the absence of clinging, there is so much love and understanding. From this place, our compassion completely unfolds. It naturally becomes a vastest space. Again, very Gita-ish. Now even when they talk on free from both concepts of equal and unequal. You, that could be equal and unequal, could be logical and irrational, irrational and irrational, conscious and unconscious, to walk in between the two, to detach yourself from either and to walk between and to unify them to the, th- the three and to the one for a complete whole, which is the conscious, unconscious in between. You unify the tree, you get the four, which is again, you know, it's the individuation of a self. That's psychologically what these spiritual beings are talking about. So just showing you the connections, the continuity of it all. That's all we got today. I'll finish you with finishing the shlok so you can think about them if you're going to think about them. If not, whatever. It's Friday. I mean, so here we are. Arjuna, oh Krishna, you have recommended both the path of selfless action and sannyasa, the path of renunciation of action. Tell me definitely which is better is Krishna. Both renunciation of action and the selfless service. I'm sorry. Let's restart. And here's Krishna. Both renunciation of action and the selfless performance of action lead to the supreme goal. But the path of action is better than renunciation. Those who have attained perfect renunciation are free from any sense of duality. They are unaffected by likes and dislikes, Arjuna, and are free from the bondage of self-will. The immature think that knowledge and action are different, but the wise see them as the same. The person who is established in one path will attain the rewards of both. The goal of knowledge and the goal of service are the same. Those who fail to see this are blind. Happy Fridays. Enjoy. Be safe out there. And as always, thank you for tuning in to WLOU, the smooth sounds of the Bhagavad Gita.